Beyond. Beyond. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 275. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the dentist, formerly known as Powerhouse, formerly known as Ryan Clements. Formerly known as Fart Knocker. Formerly, oh, yeah, currently not known as Fart Knocker. <laughs> Fart Knocker continues to be. Soon to be known. Uh, uh, next to the Dark Knight of News, Andrew Goldfarb. That's me. Why is he called the dentist? Oh, Steve West said your new name's the dentist. I've missed the story. Oh. Why did that? Why did that happen? Because he has teeth. Did, no, because, because teeth? I told I told uh, fellow editor Ryan McCaffrey that I was going to try and make a particular feature go as painlessly as possible, and he's like, "We should call you the dentist oh. because they try and minimize like pain." So not my dentist. My dentist oh. is like, "I'm going to make your this dentist hurt maximizes." As much as possible. The, yeah. He gets in there he's with just the stabbing me while he's while he's working on my teeth. That doesn't yeah. sound like a, I don't know why you would keep going. He back. also operates in an alley and not in any kind of office. This doesn't sound like a dentist at all. Oh well. He calls himself the dentist. Oh, okay. So it's Clements. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And then the pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. What Got are you doing with scissors, those scissors? Huh? Yeah. Why are we sitting so close together? Oh, because uh, people at home don't know. We're filming it, too. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to the audio podcast, Beyond 275 is the first uh, inaugural video podcast version of how we can do Beyond as a video podcast. However, it's not like Beyond 200 or 150 or 250 where we put up the whole video together. Hello, audience. No, see, that's it. <laughs> no, it's uh, you know, going up in pieces. Like The most mm-hmm. interesting parts we'll put up with some B-roll and stuff gotcha. when we talk about things that matter mm. or hypothetical abortions. So just nothing. Yeah, I was going to say. So, so far, none of this is being posted as a video. Did we even introduce the show like as in this is a PlayStation podcast? Haven't even gotten to that yet. Let's keep rolling. Podcast Beyond is IGN's PlayStation podcast. The number one PlayStation podcast on the internet. However, we all didn't get off topic and talk about semen and ice cube trays. Because Colin volunteered to do that for me once. He's a good friend. He's a very good friend. I don't tell him that enough. And when I try, I to, do, to, when I, when I try, when I try to tell him he's a good friend, he just tells me to get fucked, <laughs> get out of the way. And that's what he does to me. Yesterday, he got mad at me for saying hi to him too many times. Well, I just well, you said hi to all right. Well, you said hi to me. <laughs> I walk into the office, you know, go to my desk. He's like, hi, you know, hi, Colin. I'm like, hey, Goldfarb, how are you? Whatever. And then, like, literally, like three minutes later, he t- said hi to me, and like, I hadn't seen him all day. And I'm like, all right, I don't have time for this. Like, I just get really excited don't... when you walk by my desk. I don't have time for pleasantries. Like, <laughs> I, I don't even think I, walk... I don't have time for pleasantries. <laughs> I, don't well... think, I don't think I even walk by your desk to be honest. To be honest with you, so that's so, well. So we should, t- we should, t- again, we should tell the story properly if we're going to tell it at all. Mm, you you mm, like accuracy in your stories. I just like yeah. I, I like accuracy in my stories. I don't know what this, that has to do with this specific thing but i do like accuracy in my stories yes <laughs> you just told him you wanted the story to be told accurately you didn't say accurately i added the accurately but you just told him that you wanted the truth in the real story. real quick in this engaging dialogue we're having <laughs> this right is now. why people listen well, well we still have uh sean in the room right now one of our oh, yeah. sean Finnegan's Finnegan. filming this yeah, hey sean scream out hey, sean. if i Hey! There you go. Uh, can, Sean, are you still able to hear me? Like, if I'm sitting this far back? Yeah, but I'd rather have you closer. Okay. Well, Should I'm just going to be. You want me to move the mic? One, one. Ew! Disgusting. Those mics are disgusting. You know how, You know where these things have been. Yeah, man. you're the most. Ger- just shoved his my face under the microphone. You're the most germophobic about. I'll be quiet. I'll be quiet now. It's been a good show, guys. I'll talk to you later. Ryan, take me home. Well, we always end the show. Uh, while the Roper Report goes, do you want me to try to finagle the mic there for you? No, no. I can unscrew it. it. I want to make you comfortable. I'm, I can lean forward. We're going to put a pillow, a couple pillows here. That's not, That's not going to help. Not you can't help. lean back. That's the problem. Because well, then he would. Oh, I, I get it. Now you caught it. Now <laughs> you caught it. pillows for? We'll figure this out. Let's start over again. Yeah. Beyond. 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 Nah, Beyond. Uh, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. There are, let's see, six items on the list this week. Colin, you're just 
phone. <laughs> I'm very busy I today. It. I don't have time to do the Roper Report. So we'll, we'll uh, yeah. So we're just going to read straight from the website. Number one. Number one uh, is a story by me, Colin Moriarty. It says, Obama hey. asked Congress to commission violent video games study. And here's the story. Ever since the tragic shooting at an elementary school in Newtown, Connecticut, American politicians have been scrambling to concoct new legislation, blah, blah, blah. Today, President Barack Obama <laughs> revealed a slew of possible actions, many suggested by a task force headed up by Vice President Joe Biden, including the use of 23 executive orders and a series of suggestions to Congress. As pointed out by the Washington Times, very good newspaper, embedded in this, his suggestions to Congress is the requested allocation of $10 million to study violent media. Um, however, it's not as significant as it seems, with Times author Stephen Dynan noting that, quote, President Obama's pushback against gun violence focuses heavily on new firearms restrictions and on mental health, but video games and movies, two cultural issues that many Americans blame for violence, get little attention. Uh, $10 million, I know it is no, nothing at all in terms of government spending. Government spends $10 billion a, um, a day. Um, but we don't, we don't bring in that much. No, no, we certainly don't. But budget's not balanced, Colin. Uh, no, no, it's not. Uh, nonetheless, should Congress vote to allocate $10 million to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the group will be able to undertake a study, quote, investigating the relationship between video games, media images, and violence, end quote. Um, and then I wrote, with Congress at an impasse over a much more serious issue in the form of the debt ceiling, it's unclear whether the Republican-controlled House of Representatives and the Democrat-controlled Senate will agree to any of Obama's suggestions. Nonetheless, this one. If we uh, have more information on that soon, then, of course, we will keep you updated. Sure. Any yeah, thoughts? That it? Yeah. Moving on. Uh, what are they going to do? They're going to come. To, they're going to find nothing. They're not going to come. Even if they found, I mean, I was talking about this with someone before. Even if they found something, there's nothing they can do about it. Why can't, is that? You, we can't censor games. The government can't censor games. Yeah. Well, we self-regulate. Yeah. The SRB and all that jazz. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. I think the SRB, of course, is a reaction from 1994 uh, during Senate congressional hearings. Uh, when Mortal Kombat and Night Trap and all these games were like the big to-do in the 16-bit era. Night Trap was actually a live-action game. Sucked. Um, Dana Plato was in it though. Different strokes. Yes. And, is that true? Yeah. I didn't know that. You and need to uh, freaking play some Night Trap. And basically the, basically the, gov <laughs> the government uh, threatened that they would get involved in regulating the industry if we didn't regulate it ourselves. So the ESRB is actually funded and regulated by the gaming industry itself. And it's kind of a fight I'd enjoy having just because uh, – can you not shine the, 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 <laughs> the, the UV light right in my eye? That would be awesome. I just like that. Uh, just like uh, the curtains totally reveal now what a joke <laughs> this podcast is. Colin's reading off his phone. There's lights and garbage and wires everywhere. Uh, anyway. Uh -huh. Uh, anyway, it's bright. not a very good conversation. What do you think? Of it? Apparently. I, mean, I mean, do you think it matters? Uh, I, I want to fight over censorship in this country. Um, so I, I wouldn't mind. Uh, you know, I don't think. Well, I think we have a lot of listeners in Europe. I mean, it's a little bit different over there. Um, in, in some countries and in Australia, for instance. Uh, yeah, they put use in everything. Yeah, they put use in everything. You know, blood. You know, like for instance, in Nazi Nazi because of Nazi Germany in 1933, 1945. Um, that's like kind of a culturally sensitive thing in Germany, and so they can't even be swastikas in their games. Mm. Um, we don't have things like that. I mean, there are AO games, adult-only games, but they're just not sold in stores. And so, and that's the thing. Um, yeah, any retailer, we have a rating specifically for that, but no retailer will stock it. I mean, so, uh, what was it, Manhunt 2? Like, no store was going to sell that game. That was a big thing with GTA when they found yeah. hot coffee. The hot coffee, yeah, exactly. They AO, so they had to jump in and fix it. And yada, yada. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a, it's a, the market kind of takes care of those issues, I think. But I would love to have a fight on censorship and the freedom of games to be whatever they want in this country. So if that's a fight we want to have, then I'm sure the nine men and women in black robes would have something to say about it. Uh, let's see. Let's move on. Are we talking about the uh, Fraternal Order of the Raven from Bioshock Infinite? Those guys? Yeah, that's exactly oh, what we're okay. talking that's about. That's what I thought. Uh, just a brief Speak story. Uh, number two, PlayStation Network maintenance is incoming uh, starting tomorrow. We're recording this Wednesday, January 6th. Thursday. Is today Thursday? No, I'm saying so Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. It is Wednesday, though. Today. Yeah, I'm just saying. 
All right. Spelling it out. Okay. PlayStation Network maintenance will begin so on Friday, Thursday, January 17th. Uh, PlayStation Network will be down from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Pacific. Um, but if you sign in at some point recently, then you'll still be able to sign in. You just can't use the PlayStation Store. I have to make, if I, make sure I download uh, Wake Up Club before then. You already missed it today. I got a gold trophy this morning just for yeah. waking up. And I'm it was and that. a disaster. Yeah, I, I love the way you told this story to me this morning. Well, I'll tell you the story right now. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, to be part of the show beyond at IGN.com. Just like AGW1Caveman did. Caveman writes in. Beyond. 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 Did you guys try Wake Up Club this morning? I found that there's a certain charm to waking up to a gold trophy pop, and it's hard to sleep in with the countless moos and sexually ambiguous male voices saying good morning. <laughs> at least now I can finally throw my DSi in a box, never having to look at it again. Wait, what? Was he using his DSi to wake up before? I don't know. What the, he's just <laughs> taking a shot. That's... I think he's just taking a shot at the DS there. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, I for see. me, I set, the, I set this wake-up club. You know, if you're not familiar, free app here on the Vita. It has trophies. You set the alarm, you wake up, you're you're paired up with people who are waking up at the same time as you, trying to see who can be the first and make sure the whole group wakes up. This thing goes off in the pitch black room at 6 in the morning. Good morning! Bing, bing! It's all this, like cute music. And, I'm like, and then my real phone started going off. I'm, I'm, I'm knocking things off the side table trying to get it. Girlfriend screaming at me to never use that again. And, again I, and then I picked up the Vita, and you have to tap your, your, your PSN icon. It bounces around. I'm trying to tap it. I can't tap it right on the thing. It was... I it mean, was a disaster. Like a great app. Yeah, I'm surprised you actually woke up with it. Like, if it's just for trophies. Oh, I'm it's just... so loud. So I'm I, I have it on I'm, loud. I don't mean that. I'm saying if I try and get these trophies, I'm just going to set it, like, at 9 o'clock, I'll oh. set it for 9.02 and just get the trophies that way, probably. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got a few trophies uh, that way, just sitting yeah. in the living room, screwing around there the night before. Yeah. But I wanted to, you don't want to give the real and your chance. neighbors are like, God damn it, stop. No, my, my, my neighbor's Mike Mitchell, and he can sleep through anything. Yeah, that, he Freaking can literally sleep through anything. Last night, he uh, he was like, hey, I want to do this uh, Borderlands DLC with you guys. And we were like, okay, cool, get on whenever. And like we played through the entire thing, and right as we finished at like 1230, he's like, hey, you guys still playing? And then he comes in like right after we'd beaten the raid boss. Yeah. Dumb. That was your Mike Mitchell minute. Yep. <laughs> he's, very, he's known for his timeliness, yeah. no doubt about it. But Wake Up Club, it, it will wake you up. It's, it is an accurate like alarm it. clock I don't, need, I don't need anything to wake me it's up. It's got cool. That's true. You're not going to even get the trophies? Maybe, but I wake up I'm, without an alarm clock. I'm can we, still, we, can, we can do it together. To this day, it still fascinates me that you can wake up without any aid on the dot every morning. Mm-hmm. Wait, you don't set an alarm? Mm-hmm. No, he just wakes up is naturally. That true? He wills himself awake. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's thing? true. I don't sleep in the same bed as him, but I imagine it is. Well, 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 I never hear an alarm. That's not according to the relationship. Yeah. According to that beyond lore. Yeah. No, I don't set an alarm. What time does your body instinctively wake you up at? Like between seven thirty and eight. Is it? I, I. It blows my mind. This is true. I've never known this about you. Yeah. I'm not setting alarm. The cool thing about Wake Up Club is that you get different uh, backgrounds for it. There's like a journey one, a gravity rush. I appreciate one. that you're still trying to talk about Wake Up Club. I just want to make sure people know about the free app that is Wake Up Club and the free trophies that come. Did with you it. design Wake Up Club? And the cute. <laughs> nah, I wish. <laughs> but I, if I had that kind of talent. Wouldn't how many? Be how many videos do you think? Around all this trash. How many videos do you think Wake Up Club is going to sell? Zero. Mm. Like seven. I bought an extra one today for Wake Up Club. It's my dedicated alarm clock that I keep next to my bed. And I have my, my, my play Vita, my bathroom Vita, my travel Vita. It's gotten to the point of switching <laughs> when, I, when, I'm, when I'm in the living room on one router and then I'm in the bedroom on the other. I've, I've thought, man, it'd be nice to have two iPads. Yeah. Because <laughs> <Just, laughs> I'm so annoyed That's to go into life. settings and switch it. This is the world we live in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number three. Mm-hmm. The cave release date announced. This is by Andrew Goldfarb. And there's an extra awesome <laughs> sentence in here that I, I can't wait for you guys to hear. <laughs> Sega has announced that Double Finds the Cave will be la- released later this month. The Cave will hit PlayStation Network and the Wii U eShop on January 22nd, followed by Xbox Live Arcade and Steam on January 23rd. All versions will cost 
The Cave is the latest adventure game from Monkey Island creator Ron Gilbert and follows seven characters as they explore a mysterious cave. (laughs) (laughs) Players can control three characters at once and can also play co-op with friends. Uh, We'll have a full review on that in the coming week or so, I assume. Yep, 22nd. Can we explore a cave together? Because they explore I a explore mysterious cave. cave. The cave is about a cave. I'm excited for the cave. They call him. Huh? I'm excited for the cave. They call yeah, him they... the cave because he went in a cave once. <laughs> they call... Greg and I have concocted the stupidest reference ever, which is a Bronx Tale reference. We oh, were... that's cool. That's we... you and Greg. That's oh, cool. oh, and yeah, Goldfarb. Goldfarb. I forgot Goldfarb was there yeah, as well. He, yeah, yeah. he helped. Uh, well, it's, it's actually the second Bronx Tale reference we have because I always say, uh, now you can't leave, which yeah. of course is uh, of course. from. Yeah. Um, but uh, the you know, cake. yeah. But when they introduce like when when they're when introducing the characters, they, like yeah, the yeah. VO is, and he's always like it's the worst. Yeah, it's like the voiceover is so terrible when he's introducing different characters, and like the the names are so dumb. Like he, they call him the whale because he can't stop eat. But like he's like, they call him coffee cakes because his face looks like a Drake's coffee cake. It's <laughs> <laughs> like it's very literal. They call him PC because he uses a PC a lot. <laughs> That's Charles. Yeah. I knew who it was. See, it's it's useful. It's a useful nickname. I love that movie, though. Oh, this is a fun game. Yeah, so now give me another one. Someone else in the office. They call him the pressed guy with a mustache because he's depressed and has a mustache. Uh, Anthony Gallegos. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I like this. Beyond listeners, write in your 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 Bronx Tale nickname game for me to play. All right. <laughs> Speaking of which, though, we t- we, call, we say all the time, write into beyond at IGN.com. What's that email address again? Beyond at IGN.com. Okay. I did get a couple tweets this week. They, people know how much I – this and they were legit tweets. How do I write into beyond at IGN.com? You write into beyond at IGN.com. And also – an if, email client. If Podcast Beyond doesn't go up on Tuesday afternoon – that's Check it. my Twitter feed to see why it isn't up. Don't tweet me asking why, because I've answered the question once or twice, mm. probably. Also, However, if you if you tweet us asking why the podcast isn't up yet, that's fine if you're not paying attention. But don't be like aggressive and rude about it. Like just yeah. you know, just just we didn't get any. Aggr- we didn't get any aggressive. I got one or two. Really? Go for where the hell's that podcast? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, Dad, it's coming. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they call um, him Andrew Podcasts because he likes to be on podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we need you to write into Beyond at IGN.com mainly girls we need girls to write in oh we have kicked around the idea and we've decided that we are going to have a dating game for andrew goldfarb so we need three eligible females who would want to maybe go on a date with andrew goldfarb now the idea what we need don't tweet in just yet or write in write in beyond the don't tweet in uh we need to know from you basically would you want to do it at beyond 300 we'll probably do another live event here in the office like we did for beyond 200 or would you want to come in for a stand standalone episode of beyond dating game with andrew goldfarb my i'm just worried about there being three single girls who listen to podcasts beyond in san francisco at all times that's my concern <laughs> so, so write in and let us know which works better for you okay okay I'm- is the ultimate goal? I mean, should they be from California so that if they were oh, selected that's good, by yeah. Andrew Goldfarb, yeah. not even from California, but California is a big place. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would, I would prefer if you're from the Bay, the Bay area. area, yeah, or okay. live in the Bay. You don't have to or be from. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Racist other areas. Yeah. Yeah, because I was yeah. gonna say. I mean, if they if it's like Andrew's like this is you're, you're my dream come true. I I choose you. Cool, I'm going back to Paraguay. Should I, should I give some like some some basic like dating profile details to people? I mean, if you want, if again we've drilled we've drilled it down now to. 
three single girls living in the California Bay Area. If you really yeah. want to get like, and, and by the way, you have to be a brunette and you have to. Oh, vote. No, I, I didn't mean that. Must, I'm just must saying, be uh, adults, right? Eighteen yeah, year old, yeah. older. Like, That's exactly. helpful. Let's let's yeah, point like, that like, out like, there, please. Like, <laughs> some eight year olds like putting her chip down. Like, <laughs> I, when, when I'm of age, I call him. Yeah, in like your twenties would be good. Um, I'm an atheist, not not Sue. Although if, if you're religious, that's fine. <laughs> he just came out swinging. <laughs> they call him, they I, call I, him I Andrew Atheist. Because <laughs> he doesn't believe in God. He doesn't believe in God. <laughs> <laughs> um, I play a lot of video games. Uh-huh. Okay, that that if you're listening to Beyond, <laughs> I think you can check it off that they probably play some video games. I like film. Mm. Like Ryan Clements. Mm. If you look like Ryan Clements with long hair, you're probably probably go ahead with the with the five o'clock shadow. <laughs> with five o'clock shadow, hairy arms. Yeah, yeah I don't, that, that's I don't... my style. All right, good to this know. Is going well. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, Skylanders franchises earned five hundred million dollars by Andrew Goldfarb. The Skylanders franchise has earned more than $500 million in sales in the United States alone. The figure includes sales of games, figures, and accessory packs. And Activision notes that the franchise has reached the milestone, quote, faster than any other kids' gaming property, end quote. Faster than Cool Spot? I doubt it. Well, we'll see. Skylanders figures, uh, quote, have outsold the top action figure lines in the toy category in the U.S., outselling such popular toy lines as Beyblades, WWE, and Star Wars, end quote, according to Activision. Sorry to interrupt, but the the Beyblades thing was really funny to me because I had never heard of that ever. Oh, oh, really? And everyone in the office told me it's apparently a big deal. Yeah. Skylanders Giants has... because we work with a bunch of 50-year-olds who have a bunch of kids now. They can tell you all this stuff. Yeah. Skylanders Giants alone has brought in $195 million in U.S. sales, outgrossing 2012 movies such as Wreck-It Ralph and Rise of the Guardians. That's basically the only interesting part of that story. Now, I don't know, is Disney Infinity on the Roper Report? No, you can talk about so, that. I was playing SimCity yesterday. Explain to me what the hell this is. Okay, I see so, it's in the covers. Riding on the coattails of, of Skylanders, uh, uh, Disney yesterday, officially, this had leaked out a while ago, but now it's official. It's called Disney Infinity, and it's sort of their version of Skylanders, and it's going to be the most successful thing ever because it's basically <laughs> the same idea as Skylanders. The figures are actually more expensive by like a significant margin. They're twice as expensive, but they're Disney characters. And so like the first little batch is uh, The Incredibles, Monsters, Inc., and um, Pirates, of, Pirates the of the Caribbean. Yeah. And um, they're, it's the same basic Ratatouille. idea. You have um, figures, like actual physical figures that are, yeah. um, you know, you put on like a little portal and they can get imported into your actual game. And they're cross-platform figures can work on anything. Um, it's coming out on everything but Vita, basically. Uh, 3DS, PC, <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> PlayStation 3, Xbox. And um, there were already articles yesterday about how they're considering Marvel and Star Wars characters. Nice. Like, those would sell, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be insane. Also, they haven't even begun to... I mean, they showed, like, one picture of the lineup that had a ton of Disney franchises, like Nightmare Before Christmas and some of the other Pixar properties. But, uh, you know, you assume they're going to get to Mickey and, you know, all the actual, like, classic Disney franchises. So, yeah, it's going to it's gonna make a lot of money. Now, here's my question. See, now, you, you're... I think you're giving it too much credit. Knockoffs and stuff like that come along all the time. You know, what, what's going to make this one different? Why is it going to make so much money? Just because people... Are, because... Well, don't you see people being like i'm already my kids already invested in skylanders you don't need a yeah i mean that's true that's that's very possible i just feel like there's there's going to be a market i mean these are also just really cool stylized disney character figures so it's like altano yesterday was just like oh i want to buy all these figures from my desk because they're just cool figures Maybe. like i feel like just from the toy collecting market there will be people who want to buy these and then separately i think the game will do well but maybe mm-hmm. not. Do you want to? Can we do a bet? Is this sure. going to be successful? You want to put up a cheese pizza on the line about okay. this one? Yeah. Bet what, tracker. And now what? Yeah, Mitchell Morgan. 
put this one in the tome of bets. <laughs> I hope we are not taking away from Mitchell Morgan's life. I, by I, demanding. School I was going to say, I hope he's, he's had to drop out of school to keep up with the Beyond app that you can get on iTunes and Android and keeping up with our bets here. Yes. yes. Uh, but I don't what's your market, what's your definition of successful? Um, It will be as successful as Skylanders, if not more. Oh, no way. Okay. There you go. That's a bet. So we give it what? Like uh, Skylanders came out about a year ago, so we give it a year from when it comes it's, out. No, it's been out longer than that, hasn't it? It's Skylanders been a year came for Skylanders? out. Yeah. I mean, Jack Jeez, reviewed it please. in late. Yeah, I mean, it was after I started here. Okay. So right. yeah, maybe a year and a half, but I mean, not much more than that. I'm trying to think of the dumb. What was the dumb Disney little big planet knockoff? They yeah, yeah, yeah Disney, Disney Universe. Universe. I reviewed yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was saying to Rich yesterday. This is basically like a, a, a smarter version of that game. I mean, the thing about that game was you you weren't the characters. You were like dressed up like the characters. Mm-hmm. You were like these weird like me's that, that wore like a Monsters and Cat. Gotcha. Yeah, it was. It was Sackboy. Exactly. All right. Number five, Walking Dead Survival Instinct release date coming to Wii U. I guess the last parts are relevant to our listeners. AMC has revealed that the Walking Dead Survival Instinct will be released on March 26th in North America and on March 29th in Europe. Previously only confirmed for Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and PC. AMC also revealed in a blog post on its official site that Survival Instinct will be headed to the Wii U as well. Unlike Telltale's episodic The Walking Dead The Game, which was set in the world of The Walking Dead comics, Survival Instinct is a prequel to the AMC TV show and follows the story of brothers Daryl and Merle. Dixon. I didn't know that that was our last name. Yeah. Yep. Norman Reedus and Michael Rooker, who play the characters on the show, will, rep- will reprise their roles in Survival Instinct. That's it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, uh, That's not, a fast release thing. Yeah, that is, uh, you know, one of the things, that, that footage that, that we debuted on IGN, a lot of people uh, thought, On Up at Noon. On Up at Noon. Okay. Starring Over Greg Miller. Um, yes. Uh, totally lost my train of thought. Oh, footage we debuted. Yeah, some of the some of the comments, you know, a lot, most of the comments were like, "Wow, that that game doesn't doesn't look so great." That was the content of my preview as well. Exactly. <laughs> it was. It has a lot of cool ideas, um, but it definitely needs some work. And the response was always, "Oh, well, it's really early." Yeah, you know, and it wasn't that early apparently because now it's. I mean, so you figure if that game's coming out on March 26th, it gets submitted for certification like February 26th at the latest. Yeah, which is like a month away. Like, I mean, that, that is not, that means the, the build you saw was near final, basically. Right. And we saw that, like, in, right before Christmas break or yeah. holiday breaks, like, and, December or something. Yeah, and, they, and it, was, it was dated December, too. So, yeah, yeah I mean, that's not, not looking good for that game. I would love to be proven wrong. I think there's some cool ideas there. I think uh, from when it was announced here on IGN.com, uh, there was um, some cool ideas about, like, the, the sound and hunting and how right. it, you they know, smell you. you, you yeah. You're not running through and shooting. You have to, you're picking survivors to send off on missions you're not there. Yeah. They might not come back. Maybe they eat up your supplies. I mean, yeah, there, there are some cool concepts there, but man, that, that game looks pretty rough. Yeah. So, and graphics aren't everything. Maybe the game sure. will be there, but. All right, we'll see. Yeah. What do you think, Ryan? I haven't seen anything about the game. Thanks for watching up at noon on start. Yeah. What do you think about Guild Wars 2, though? You don't even play that much Guild Wars 2. You're a faker on that front. I'm a faker. Faker game, on that game okay. sucks. Yeah? How much did you play? <laughs> I don't know. It just looks am, I, am I a faker just because I haven't been playing it recently? Or you didn't even play that much when it came out. No, I did. No. Can I get, yeah, can I hit no, you guys so. with some fucking... What's your level right now? What's your, what's your oh. main level right now? That my main level? Yeah. Uh, in the mid-50s? What's your main What's your main level? A 30 in DC Universe Online. Combat <laughs> rating. Universe. Combat rating 75. Oh, it's not well, even the same game. <laughs> while, while we're doing the beyond bragging corner... Um, since since our last podcast, I I got the platinum trophy in Persona Four Golden. Nice. And I got uh, back to 100 percent in Borderlands Two, completed the new DLC, and Greg platinumed uh, Lego Batman Two and DC Universe Online. No, I didn't. In the break since then, Wonderbook, oh, Wonderbook, Wonder Book. Book. Sorry, let's do a little platinum to Wonderbook. Wonderbook, everybody, can we, can we and then clap? finished off Lego Batman. Did Wonderbook 
took me an absurd like two hours. <laughs> can I can I borrow it? Uh, sure. Because I want the plot. Right, I, sure. I haven't and done shit. We haven't done a review of that yet, have we? No, or we anything? did. Alex's review. Oh, okay. Um, are we allowed to talk about it? Yeah, it's okay. been out a long time. Okay, just didn't know. <laughs> no, I understand. Thanks uh, I love, careful. I love when I walked in looking for a cable, and yeah. you were, I think, on the floor. Yep, you have to play in our in our floor. in IGN's capture bay where we record video. He's on the floor, just the most miserable I've ever I seen him. I was not miserable. Oh, you, you were just like you got to move controllers. Yeah, like, just mm. think about the E3 press conference and how awful that was. Yeah. If you had kids, if you have kids, I can see why Wonderbook would be like Colin Campbell tweeted about having fun with his kids over a break with it, and I can totally get that. After Ryan dies in a boating accident, you take care of his kid. Are you going to play Wonderbook with him? Yeah. Well, no. I mean, Frederick will play Wonderbook by himself in the <laughs> okay. basement. We don't know if his name's going to be Frederick or Friedrich because we can't we can't hear it. We can just see it. The prophecy Friedrich, isn't very clear on this. <laughs> the only, there's no audio in the prophecy. Yeah. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. it's words and there's letters. There's no audio in your prophecy. No, it's like an old Charlie Chaplin film. Yeah. Yeah. But no, Wonder Book, yeah, about two hours, and then DC Universe Online, my play, or not, God damn it, Lego Batman 2, the play clock was something like 32 hours. You're I'm going to hit, I'm, I'm hit you with some real talk now before Here you interrupted me. I, what way, did I do? Because I, I was about to say, I'm going to hit you with some fucking, and then you interrupted me, so it, it came out just, I'm going to hit you with some fucking. <laughs> <laughs> you are welcome to do that at still, any time. I, I, still might, say, I might hit you with Wednesday some fucking. Wednesday, after all. Um, two things. Okay. Well, number First one. of all, Greg's been playing a lot of DC Universe Online. Yeah, a lot. And... That, first of all, that game here we go. Just looks awful. But <laughs> but beyond that, beyond, beyond. Uh, when I'm like in there, like on the computer eating dinner, and he's playing, it is the worst because he he just has there's no audio on and there's no <laughs> sometimes he has headphones on, but it's just the fuck. He, you don't stop pressing the X button apparently in that game or the square button. I, it's, and it's, it's just it's just him pressing the button. <laughs> it's like, like an, it's an MMO. Minutes. Like I'm not even kidding. Like just like it doesn't stop. I'm like I can't be in here. It's well, an I mean, MMO. That, yeah, it's like the Diablo joke about click yeah. click 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 click. It's I mean, like all, it's awful. I couldn't yeah. be in. What about the one sided conversations you hear? You have to hear some great ones. I'm sure as I yeah, talk I don't to know these kids. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't say anything anymore. Use your AOE. What are you doing? Get over there. You got a tank. You're not tanking right. Okay, I'm going to get out of here now. And it turns out oh, sorry, my, C- my CR is too low. I'll get out. Don't mean to ruin your raid. <laughs> but the second thing that I thought was more dramatic that I have, to, I have to tell you about is I'm in the early stages of mentally. Yes. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt about that. I'm in the early stages of thinking about getting thinking on DC about, Universe Online. No, 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 no. Not even fucking close. Persona 4. Join me. Not even, not even ever gonna happen. Give it thirty hours. No, not even gonna happen. (laughs) Never gonna happen. I think I might buy a car, a gaming PC. What? Wow. What? What? For SimCity? Yes, but I had a different thought about gaming personal computers. You're gonna burn one. I love. Love, love Civilization Five yeah. mm. more than almost anything in this world, and my laptop runs it, but not, not very well. well. And I almost want to buy a PC just so I can play Civilization Five the way it was meant to be played. And I am willing to spend seven hundred dollars on a computer. Jesus. We can make that happen. Yeah. And then that computer will be really good, and you can play other games. Too. Yeah, and so then I'll play SimCity on it, SimCity. and that's basically it. But at least I'll have a at least I'll have a, a, something to play Civilization Five and SimCity on. I got, I got goosebumps. Now I'm I'm Civilization I'm ignorant, but isn't there a version of Civ that you can play on like an iPad or iPhone now? That's Civilization Revolution. Oh, that's so that's different. I don't want to play that garbage. Okay. No, that's okay. supposed to be a really good game actually, but <laughs> Civilization Five is the real fucking deal. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people like Civ Four better, but I've never really played Civ Four. I just love that game you, so much. Can you teach me how to play? Yeah, it's 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 not, it's not I, hard. 
I, I still remember booting that up. I was so lost. It, it you just have to keep playing and losing. You know, I didn't even know what the the purpose of the, the game per, was. The purpose is well, it's, the purpose is whatever you make it, but the Whoa. it's it's to get like it's that, to and generally well, it is. It's generally to reach like one of like eight end goals before time runs up. That's it. So like you can like he, like if you're able to go into space, you win. <laughs> you can have like military conquest and take over all, everything, and you win. Like so, there's different ways to go about it. The thing is that you have to like from the very from the get go, like have to figure out exactly what you want to do. You know and. That might be like I'm thinking about it because I love. There's certain games I love this generation. I really love like a lot of games on console. But man, Civilization Five, dude, that game speaks to me enough where I actually want to buy a, a PC just to play it. Wow, again, again, that's the impressive part. Because when I lived with Bromley, it was before we lived together. When I lived with Bromley, I would just sit on the couch with my hand, like I said, on my mouse on the the arm of the couch and just play that shit like all day. <laughs> that's all I did. It was awesome. I had like the huge thing I came with spread out like the huge map and like all of the things you learn and stuff the trees and stuff. i just i don't know it's a good game so i thought that that would interest you greatly i'm excited i want you to do it so then we can play some city together when that comes out i want to play some city by myself no you come on get in my re- have one city in my region and we can hang out okay i'm, uh, cool. I'm gonna fucking burn hey, before you get <laughs> race switch we're talking a lot about uh dc universe online we have two questions well, about dcuo beyond at ign.com for your questions go for beyond first one comes from Rainus. yeah Rainus says hey guys hope this email finds you all well my question is for the dc universe expert greg i had a character in the beta way back but never bought the game is my character still up on the servers or is he lost forever your character is lost forever Beta wiped everything. Nobody, no, nobody. When the game started, they started fresh. So you gotta recreate your characters. And then finally, this one comes from Colson Craig. That's a good name, strong name, Agent Colson. Mm-hmm. Uh, dear Greg, as per your instruction, I recently re-downloaded DC Universe Online. <laughs> the last time I played, it was in the beta. While I liked it, I didn't feel it warranted my sixty bucks. Plus a monthly fee. I can't speak My 60 bucks. My 60 bucks. Uh, since I'm not a real trophy guy, should I bother with the monthly subscription? Also, what are some of the first things I should do in-game? It's installing as we speak. Thanks and beyond, Colson Craig. Well, th- luckily, it takes forever to install since it's like 30 gigs. So don't worry. you got plenty of time, Colson. Um, it depends what you want to do. If you are – a lot of people wrote in and they tweeted at me saying they were going to jump back into it. If you are – I mean, if you haven't played it before and you want to see what it's like just to see if you like it, I would say go free to play for a while and see what the deal is. Um, if you're going to do endgame stuff, you're going to need to eventually start paying money because your wallet is one of the limitations that they uh, put on because it's, uh, free, to p- it's free to pay, Colin, you know, free to play. Then it's got the ones. It's got like a premium model, which is if you spend more than $5 in it, and then there's a subscription model again for 15 bucks a month. Um, and so there's different wallet sizes, different item counts, stuff like that. I think jump in and play it. Anybody should just jump in and play it and see if they like the it. The only thing DC Universe really inspired me to do is to really come to terms with the fact that I have this inkling about how every superhero came to be, like their 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 origin story. Sure. And I was regaling Greg with the Superman origin oh story God. not too long ago. Um, <laughs> one of the worst things so I've ever heard. So we might, we, might, we might get back to that at some point. I, I already told you about the Batman origin story, yeah, which, was, which is a little bit about <laughs> Moses's origin story, actually. Sure. sure. Um, See, those are the two you confused, I think. Yeah, you, you, yeah. Knew, you knew the basics of Batman, yeah. but he's Batman. And then you took the Moses story, and you're like, oh, Bruce Wayne is Moses. That's how it worked. <laughs> they found him in a basket. He was a kid. All those things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. And I know that's how, you know, and I know Superman came in a meteorite about 10,000 years ago, crashed in, in the middle of the United States. I yeah. uh, was buried exactly for about for some time. That's how it went. Until a farmer named uh, Tom. <laughs> this came. is really what he, this is the tale he wove. <laughs> this we went out for, for, for about a half an hour. Let's go with the Roper Report. Okay. Let's, <laughs> final, oh God, are we still in the Roper Report? Yeah. Final right. issue. This is a, just an interesting story. Xbox 720 and PlayStation 4 secrets allegedly leaked to NVIDIA by former AMD executives. Over the last year, this is by Scott Will, by the way. Over the last year, AMD executives have been abandoning ship for rival NVIDIA and a 
according to a new lawsuit, they took confidential information about the Xbox 720 and PlayStation 4 with them. And Gadget reports that AMD has filed suit against 4X employees claiming that the executives absconded with, nice word, with thousands of confidential documents, including sensitive information about technologies at use in next-gen consoles. As our well-placed sources told us last year, breath, custom silicon based <laughs> on AMD's A8 series APU and HD 7670 GPU will be used on a PlayStation 4, sense. blah, blah, blah. The lawsuit targets the former VP of AMD strategic division, Robert Feldstein, who played a key role in developing custom hardware for game consoles like the Xbox 360, Wii, and Wii U. AMD claims that he and others transferred 100,000 files that contain trade secrets related to development based on, quote, forensically recovered data, end quote, that indicates the executive used external storage devices on his company computer before his departure. What's more, Feldstein and Richard Hagen, another AMD executive, lured two other employees to NVIDIA. Lured them. So that's just an interesting Get story. in the van, yeah, sure. other employees. <laughs> That's it. That's it for the um, the Roper report. Thanks, interesting. Colin. It's Thank interesting you, Colin. they stole stuff for unreleased systems. Mm-hmm. A lot of unreleased yeah. games for those unreleased systems. But if I wanted released games, at least information about released games, where would I go? That was pretty good. That was like a meatball over the home plate <laughs> <laughs> that I set up for you. Uh, you go to the official list of upcoming PlayStation, PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. Nice. Uh, every oh single, man, wow, give that bass bass in there. <laughs> Big ol' CB. Uh, at retail, it's uh, Devil May Cry DMC is out this week. Uh, Ryan Quartz yeah. gave it a two. <laughs> That's not what I gave it. What'd you give it? Eight point nine. Well, on Xbox three sixty and PC. Sorry, Colin. What on PS three, eight point five. Why? Running yeah, well? Just well? just performance issues. That's strange because Ninja Theory seems to know the PS three better than most developers. <laughs> Beyond. Writes Mirage Hawk from Florida. <laughs> I just saw Ryan's video review and read Real Ryan's name, review way. of DMC. And I just would like to say I agree with you guys that scores are dumb as fuck. But my main question at hand is for Ryan. Why in 8.9 instead of a 9.0? The review felt as if it was a 9.0. And I was kind of surprised seeing the 8.9. Is there anything the game could have done better to give it that .1 boost? And to Colin and Greg, do you guys plan on playing the game? I think it looks like a blast. Mm. That was him, not me. You answer the first part. Why an 8.9, not a 9.0? It might seem trivial, a 0.1 difference, right? But that that particular 0.1 is obviously a, a kind of a big step for games because as our scale operates, it goes from one uh, kind of descriptor to the sure. next. and the, From the great nine, to amazing. Yeah, and the 9 series games are really, really need to be up there. And I had a awesome time playing dmc but i had a few complaints and uh and so it's the upper end of great oh it's not, a, it's a, i mean it's at the at the highest great you can get before greatness. right before you bleed into amazing okay okay um i mean this again it's like it's numbers they're a little silly sure. but uh that was my way of just telling people that this is a very close to like an amazing game it just has a few little things that are, are holding it back and that's just the way that score that what the score is meant to convey gotcha. with that. Um, but I would still recommend everybody play it, though. I mean, especially if you've never played a Devil May Cry game before. Uh, since this is a reboot, it's a great place to start because you don't really need to know anything. Colin, mm. Mirage wants to know, are you mm. going to play DMC? Maybe one day, but I mean, it's not a priority yeah. at all, to be honest. Okay. I plan on popping in one day as well, but it was one of those things. Like, I watched the video review, great video review, read your review, and it was just nothing in there spoke to me. Like, mm. that's a game I want to play. Can I tell you a thing real quick? Tell yeah. us a thing. Yeah, I, Absolutely can't. not. No. Um, I want to play Borderlands 2, and there are a few other games I want to play, but um, playing Nino Kuni uh, made me want to go back and play uh, some other role-playing games recently. So I think think I might jump into Tales uh, of Grace's F uh, soon. 
Can I ask you why you hate Persona 4 Golden so much? I don't. I'm saving it. Who's going to have the last laugh of me when no one has anything to play on Vita? Well, what if you die before then? What if yeah. you, you, know, yeah. you never that, get this, to The prophecy doesn't foretell that. Though. You'll never get to meet Marie. Well, the prophecy, it leaves you out of it. I'm the godfather of Frederick. Where are you? We, we, it was never really mentioned where you are. Well, I'm been. the one who sees... I, I see things in the in the, the ether. I'm yeah, not involved in your... I'm not, I'm, not, yeah. well, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not involved in this particular prophecy. It doesn't mean I don't see myself in other prophecies that oh, you don't know oh, about. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm oh. the one who sees things. I would like you to be the skipper of the boat that oh. crashes, but you jump out at the last second. <laughs> it's <laughs> like a G.I. Joe thing where the vehicle's about to crash and you see the pilot like jump out so he doesn't, no one dies. Yeah. <laughs> now, Colin. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that Ninu Nana. Mm. You reviewed it this week. I did. What'd you give it? Uh, 9.4. A 9.4. Amazing. That's what it says on the iTunes camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a series of Ninu Kuni questions. Okay. I would say it's our topic of the week. Topic of the week. Are you prepared? Yeah. John writes in. Hey, guys. Just wanted to say I love the show and ask a Ninu Kuni question. Colin, mm. I'm someone who has never been crazy about JRPGs, but your review of Ninu Kuni has gotten me excited. That being said, is there anything about Ninu Kuni that will appeal to fans of games with a more Western design? Keep up the awesome show, guys. Beyond. I do want to point out, it's, I think it's adorable that you say Ninu Kuni when it's Nino Kuni. I'll say what I want. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there is. I mean, so, so Nino Kuni is, is very Japanese. Did he say uh, no or new? I said, said no. Nino okay. Kuni. Um, I don't know. They all run together. It's all words to me. I, I said it was a fun thing. I okay. was enjoying it. I wasn't angry. Well, now you're going to make me say no every time. So you ruined it for yourself. Well, it's just the price I have to pay for accuracy. Talk to John. John. Uh, yeah, so Nino Kuni is very Japanese. Uh, but I think that certain things transcend every culture. If you like uh, great stories, uh, unique, truly unique character, um, main character, protagonist, um, then I think that the game might be for you. I mean, with that said, if you don't like you know, uh, battling a million times against monsters. If you don't like Pokemon-style gameplay where you're capturing creatures. You like the mechanics of the Yeah, game. Uh, if you don't like equipping things on people, if you don't like side quests, if you don't like that, you know, spending 40-plus hours with a game, as many as 80 hours if you want to do everything in the game, really do everything, um, then no, the game's not for you. Um, but if you like good stories, you want to give it a chance, the thing about Nino Kuni is that I think it's somewhat accessible. It looks more accessible than it is, for sure. Because yeah. it looks... It looks like an anime. It looks yeah. like a cartoon. It looks like a kid's game, but it's not. Um, so it's accessible in that way, but uh, the only thing is that there's going to be a law of diminishing returns if you start with Nino Kuni because most JRPGs are not even remotely as good as it, especially this generation. That's why Nino Kuni um, stood out to me so much because, you know, I haven't played you know many JRPGs this generation compared to generations past um, because there just aren't as many of them. And when I when I you know. Go to say, like, there have been games, especially from NIS or any, you know, because we, we talk to NIS, NIS and we get games from them, um, where I'm like, I'm going to review this. I'll, I'll review Atelier Maru. I'm going to review Trinity Ooh. Universe. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, but then I put these games in for a little while and I'm like, this game is just not fun. You know, like, for me, it's not for me. Like, I just, I, I someone else needs to review this game because sure. someone else has the sensibilities to, to review a JRPG that in, in the direction, the really hyper, absurdly niche direction that it's gone. Um, and even games like Final Fantasy XIII have gone in the other direction where they're really accessible. And so that's I talk about that in the review a little bit, how we're kind of in the space in between where I want a game that's not accessible, space but I don't want spaces. a game... Yeah, exactly. I don't want a game that's that's Final Fantasy XIII, and I don't want a game that's Trinity Universe. I want a game like old JRPGs that were fun. That were fun. Yeah, yeah that were really great. And what's so stunning about Nino Kuni is that it is that game. It is that game in spades. And... It's truly special. And like I say, it's like one of the great PS3 exclusives. 
I'm bringing like, my copy home tonight. You got me very excited for it. It's one of those things, you know. You got a copy of the mail? Yeah. Okay, good. I've talked to Steve already. Library's taken care of. Okay. I have a library copy. Okay. If when you get real copies, give one to Steve and I get to keep Yeah, we'll get we'll get more. Alright. Um thing about it is that you keep talking about the story and about the characters and that's what's got me excited, right? That's the same reason I love the Persona series when like we always talk about how other JRPGs I can't get into because they're fantasy based or this you know, they're back in Norse times with them Norse gods. But you know what I'm saying? It's one of those things you you've done a good job of appealing to my interest with it. So. Yeah, I think it's well, there are other questions so maybe can, we'll Can I ask you a question? Sure. How does it compare to Rainbow Moon, would you say? Rainbow Moon. Um, well, Rainbow Moon's like a tactical I, I RPG. Know. I mean, Rainbow Moon's really special in its own way. I think Rainbow Moon is like incredibly deep. I'm not sure Nino Kuni is that deep. Um, but Rainbow Moon doesn't have a story or characters you give a shit about. Okay. It's about, okay. you know, if you like grind the RPGs and Rainbow Moon's excellent. Um, if you don't, then that's not going to be for you. I mean, I, yeah. So it sounds like for me, Nino Kuni would be my game because I, I care. I mean, I, I actually love JRPG mechanics and grinding and everything, but I care more about having a good story. So, all right. Now, John already wrote into beyond at IGN.com with his question. Mm-hmm. Now, John from Canada writes into beyond at IGN.com with his question. Mm-hmm. He says, Colin, mm-hmm. I have nothing but high praise for your review of Nino Kuni. Thank you. Damn it, I screwed it up. <laughs> for a game that I wasn't like- on my radar, this review is one of my favorite reads in recent memory. As I slow. Sl- oh. As I slowly scrolled through the text, my heart began to race and a smile formed on my lips. I thought, quote, my God, Colin is about to give out a perfect 10, end quote. I was still ecstatic to find your final score, but the text seemed to tease a masterpiece. In your opinion, what could Level 5 have done to propel Ninu Kuni to the coveted perfect 10? I said new again. Is, uh, it, is it the Colin Campbell joke of Ninu Nana? That's yeah, really yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what it is. What it is. Um, so, I, I said this to a few people in the comments, you know, and we've said it before, games don't start at a 10. So... Just because there's nothing implicitly super wrong with the game doesn't mean that it's a 10. Um, Nino Kuni could have done things to make it better. Uh, it could have been... I think that its linearity was a little much sometimes. Uh, yeah. There's side quests and errands and bounty hunts and all these things to keep you busy. Um, but it would be cool to have a moment like in Final Fantasy VI, for instance, where you go, you know, you meet up with uh, with Locke and, and, and uh, you know... Uh, Cyan and other characters and you can literally go in any direction in the game like totally you come back to the same point ultimately but uh, what the hell is going on out there? Some, <laughs> yeah, I don't know there's some tour going, going on people are taking photos <laughs> of the class I keep, I keep smiling so Goldfarb keeps mugging for the camera like a goon <laughs> distracting Colin um, so there's no moment like that I mean there are certain things where you can do it in, in any order you kind of end up in the same space but um, so the game is a little bit too linear for me um, but not in a bad way it's just like that's one of the things where if it, maybe it was like open ended more then maybe it would have been a little bit better um, but like, you know, and there's like some obnoxious side quests, the voice acting for Oliver, especially the English voice acting for Oliver, who's the main character is not great. This was honestly my entire, me reading your entire review. This was what stood out to me as something I was curious about. When you say that it wasn't great, do you mean it's because he's just not a good actor or she? I actually don't it's know. It's it. No, but I mean the actor, uh, oh, him or the, herself, definitely it, male. It's a boy, yeah. Okay. Um, cause sometimes women can play very convincing yeah. small kids, but, um, uh, is it not a? Are, is he not a good actor? Is he not fit for the role? Is he? No, like... I, think, I, I think he was probably fit for the role. I just think that the voice acting around him is so strong sometimes, especially like Mr. Drippy Lantern knows. Um, that hey, vo- the knows. voice acting they for him, him is, is, is excellent. Like like Drippy's voice acting is fucking awesome. You know, the, like the English cast. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. All right, and and a awesome. lot of the characters around, you know, Swain and other characters in the game have really good voice acting. So when you know some of the delivery of Oliver's delivery, it's good in the beginning when he's surrounded by like other kids and stuff. But when uh, I don't want to spoil it too much, but when you get you know when you go to you know another world, which is what the game's all about, that's what Nino Kuni means. Um, that 
you kind of run into more adults and more compelling voice acting and it kind of stands out. I mean, towards the end, I was like, uh, you know, the, the antagonists in the game have like amazing voice acting. It just stood out as something that, um, you know, like the White Witch's voice acting is awesome. Um, so it was something that stood out to me. You, um, you incur so her wrath. Would you, <laughs> would you recommend that people play in Japanese? It seems a shame to miss out on all the, um, the uh, great English performances if there's this the I one. I played it in English. Um, yeah. But I'm one of those guys, like, and I know that's rare, uh, that I'm one of those guys, even if I watch an anime, that I'd rather watch it dubbed. Um, and I don't feel that way about, like, foreign movies or anything like that. I just feel that way specifically about anime. I don't know why. Um, so... <laughs> What's wrong so, with me? <laughs> so, I mean, you, have the, you can play as Japanese, with the Japanese voice acting if you like. Uh, but, well, thank you. But, I'm glad you, I got your approval. <laughs> well, I mean, it's an option for you. I yeah, mean, a yeah, lot yeah. of games don't have that option. Yeah. The, 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 the extraordinary thing about Nino Kuni that I've been hearing, because the game will be available for download next week on PSN as well. Interesting. Um, People were asking about that. Is, uh, so you can download it, is that the game's apparently huge. Like, huge. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of data on the disc. Not, not to mention, I mean, nothing's compressed in the game. The, game. the game's fucking gorgeous. Like, one of the most beautiful games I've ever played. Like, no doubt about it. It doesn't look realistic like The Last of Us. It, it does something different. Um, it's a special game. And like I said, it's very early, and people were laughing at me when I was saying this, but I'm like, it's the game of the year to beat right now. Oh, wow. Well, like, it's because Bioshock is now until March 26th. Yeah, I mean, there are games that you expect they're going to really go at it, like Bioshock and The Last of Us and Beyond Two Souls. No, no, DMC, Devil May Cry. No, Can Wake Up Club compete? It's an app and not a game. <laughs> it could. I could compete. But that's the game to beat right now, in my, in my estimation. When, just looking at the ledger of games that are going to come and out. And it there's, launches there's only, like, next week? Yeah, it launches on Tuesday. Okay. We're also missing like half the year. Like, I mean, there will well, be. We're things... missing a lot more than half the year. Yeah, what I'm yeah. saying is, when you look at like when you look at the games and you assume and assumptions are not always good to make, but you look at the games and you assume that certain games are just going to be excellent or they're going to be in the running. GTA Five is a great example. Yeah, The Last of Us is obvious. Um, I don't know how many of these games are going to hold a candle to the Nino, Nino Cooney. Mm, to be perfectly honest, with you. interesting. Now so, you hit on there. You, you mentioned that it was linear. Mm -hmm. Charlie Gatson writes in about that. Uh, beyond that ign.com if you want to be part of the show I've been thinking about how Colin said in his Nino Cooney review yes that the game is quote mostly linear end quote I tried to picture what that means while I watched the video review and screenshots but there are many different examples of linearity in games for example at one time uh, Zelda games used to be considered wide open games with lots to do nowadays the same formula is considered to be more linear on the side of things so what do you guys consider a linear game and Colin what game is Nino Kuni most like in terms of linearity? Um, well, I don't agree that Zelda games, the, the same interpretation as Zelda games have gone from non-linear to linear. I think that the Zelda games have changed significantly. I think the original Zelda and Link to the Past, specifically on Super Nintendo, are massively non-linear games, especially when you get to the Dark World. There are, like, I think eight or nine different ways you can go through the Dark World dungeons. So, like, there's not, like, a first dungeon, second. But by the time you get to Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time, there's a more specific order you have to go through. Um, so I think that Zelda games have changed. I don't think that the definition of linearity or non-linearity or linear Zelda games and non-linear Zelda games have changed. With that said, um, I think that the linearity is like Eternal Sonata. I think that's a great example. Like Eternal Sonata had side quests, especially there were people you would meet. Um, or in Final Fantasy IX is another great example where there were like Moogles that you would meet that you had to like connect them with letters and stuff like that. Like there are little things like that to kind of like give it an air of non-linearity, but you're going from point A to point B to point C to point D, just like in Eternal Sonata. Um, and a lot of games are like that, but it's never like point A, point B, point C, point D1, T, do T3, do them in any order. You end up at point E nonetheless, then you go to F, then there's G1, G2, G3, G4. You can do things like Final Fantasy VI to me, again, is an example of a game that does that perfectly, especially after the the continent or the world is blown up after the floating continent. Spoilers. Spoilers, the game came out in 1994. <laughs> um, and uh, so I think that it's, it's somewhat like that. It also reminds me a little bit of... Uh, 
like some Pokemon games, I guess, uh, open up a little bit mm-hmm. uh, towards the end. And certainly, like, you have access with the dragon you get in the, and ships, just like in any RPG convention where you can start exploring the world in any order you want. But there's always a next step in the story that's obvious. And you'll see why it's obvious when you start playing the game. Charlie asked, you know, what are other examples of linear games? I always say Uncharted. That's always the one, right? Like, there's not different paths to take in Uncharted. And Uncharted is telling you a very specific story, so it's a very linear game. Yeah. Point Bioshock. Like, you, you feel know? like you're exploring this whole all of Rapture, but, like, you're still going from one place to the next via Bathysphere. And you can backtrack, but it's still just a linear thing. Yeah, I was interpreting them as asking, like, RPGs of that. Because I feel like anything that's not an RPG is typically not is typically linear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, two more questions. You ready, Colin? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay Godoski. He says, great, Nino Cooney review. It's impossible, <laughs> but if you could era adjust, would you say that this game would hang with the best of the PS1 slash PS2 RPGs of yesteryear? Yeah, it would. Wow. Um, yes. Wow. Uh, at the end of the... I think this is what told me this the most. At the end of the review, I say this too. The, the trifecta of great role-playing games in my mind are Final Fantasy VI, Wild Arms, and Tales of Destiny. And I love those games. I love them all. Um, and I think Final Fantasy VI and Wild Arms are tens. Um, I don't think Tales of Destiny is a 10, but, um, I didn't want it to end and I don't feel that way about games that I even love sometimes where I'm like, I'm ready to see the end of this game. I got to move on. And especially when you're working towards a review and you know, you have to like finish the game and you don't rush. You want to play. I always, I always stress and you know that I want to play the game the way it's meant to be played. So I never like just go through the quests. I like do all the side quests. I play it as I'm going to play it. If I was just playing it for fun. The thing about Nino Kuni was on Sunday night, I beat it. I had to write the review the next day and I would have... if the game kept going for 10 more hours, I would have loved that, that that happened, even if it stressed me out more. Um, mm. That's what let me know that that game's special. Um, I don't think PS2 era RPGs are especially excellent. I think that SNES and PS1 eras are is, is the golden era of, of RPGs. So I don't think saying it hangs with the PS2 RPGs is really saying anything. I think what's, you know, except for, you know, there are games people love Dark Cloud and Rogue Galaxy, for instance, which are both level five games. People I know, people love Final Fantasy X. Um, Persona 4. Yeah, but the Persona games are on PS2. Um, Dragon Quest Eight is another great example. Um, but with the PS1 era, there are dozens of great RPGs, and uh, I think it easily hangs with the Tales of Destinies and um, the the Thousand Arms and uh, a Thousand Arms, you know, Legend oh of Gaia and I totally forgot about you know, that game. really excellent Thousand Arms was an excellent game. It was an RPG in a dating sim. That was a really really good game. Um, so I think it hangs with those games for sure. It's prettier than all of them. What about Chrono Trigger? Uh. <laughs> I don't think Chrono Trigger is as, as great as everyone thinks, thinks it is. I don't think oh they're all like it is. You should be so angry. This is going to be a whole different conversation. I think Chrono Trigger is a great game, but I don't. When I when people are like Chrono Trigger is the best of the best, I'm like uh, I don't agree with it's that. Probably my top five of all time. Yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate that people like it. I think it's a fine game. It's like it's an excellent game. But I don't like when I think about SNES era RPGs that are better. You can stumble upon Earthbound and um, Secret of Mana and Secret of Evermore and. Even Actraiser, if you consider that kind of an RPG and games mm. like that, I think, and, and Final Fantasy IV and six and all amazing games. But, yeah, but Chrono I mean that was a good era. Good. That was a fucking yeah. really good era. Fantasy Star too on Genesis. I mean, yep. I think Fantasy Star Four is in, is better than Chrono So, um, teach his own. I know I'm in the minority on that, but I don't. When I when people are like, is it as good as Chrono Trigger? Is it one of the greats like Chrono Trigger? I'm like, I don't think Chrono Trigger is really one of the greats. I think it's like <laughs> up there. Go for some man. But it's not like in the top five for me RPGs. Okay. Sure. Final Nino Cooney question for you, and it's an easy one. Uh, hi, my name is Jesus from Dallas, and I wanted to know if Colin is going for the platinum in Nino Cooney. Yeah, I will. I'm. Um, 
I'm not sure if I'm gonna do it immediately. There are other games. I'm finishing Far Cry 3 right now. Uh, I want to get into Borderlands 2. I want to get some other things out of the way. Are you gonna play Borderlands 2 with people? No, that's a mistake. Um, yeah, I'll play with you. I, I want to play by myself. I want to play with you. Uh, I feel like you're not gonna like it as much if you play completely by yourself. I like Borderlands 1 by myself. Okay. Yeah, yeah, get this one. So yeah, I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> That would have been really cool and topical if you had done it like three minutes ago. <laughs> I was looking for it. The sound didn't play on the last one. I got my thousand arms, so many arms. <laughs> Finish the game with at least one. <laughs> you know what? You know what, by the way, what, what series I was thinking about too a lot was uh, Lunar. Um, and I'm wondering like if they're ever going to do anything with that. Yeah, working they did, that, they did the one where the uh, Silver Star Harmony, right, was the PSP one they redid. The, yeah, they, you know, those are remakes, though. And they, I know, I know. But Eternal Blue and, and Silver Star Story are like, I don't know, those are just so, those are such special games, man. What I remember when Working Designs brought Super Silver Star Story and Eternal Blue to PlayStation. That was like such a special time for yeah. role-playing game fans. What is that poster you just hit your own? They are the Left 4 Dead ones. Uh, Signed by Eric Clayton. Oh. So there you go. That's what we did with them. We took them down and <laughs> threw them over here on top of a bunch of boxes of tapes that have been here forever. And poop, according to one. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't dress this room up much for this video. No, no, we didn't. No, nope. oh, yeah, we remember like the, the ambitious ideas we had about a big banner and it was gonna look all great. Nope. We got a banner. Like, we just didn't bring it up. We got a next week. Yeah. This is a t- t- test run. Who knows if we'll be posting these videos? Yeah. yeah, it's relying on me doing it. I have no time to edit. We'll see how. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Colin, mm. what, what else is coming to stores? <laughs> Sorry, let me consider. No, that's fine. Thought. This this was from about thirty minutes ago when we started. I am. I know. I keep saying this, but I'm, I'm really, really, really curious to see um, once some of us have played Persona 4 and Ninokuni because actually as you described Ninokuni so much of it carries over to Persona 4 like they actually sound yeah. very similar uh, so I, I'm very excited yeah I'm interested to see what you got you'll got, you get the Ninokuni before I get to Persona I'll tell you that yeah I mean uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna start Ninokuni I have the special edition pre-ordered it'll be here on the 22nd I'm gonna I'm gonna start Far Cry soon like probably tomorrow um, and play all Reagan. weekend and then the 22nd I'll jump in I Nino really Kuni. fucking like that game yeah. Far Cry 3 Far, Far Cry 3 yeah. is oh, so lush with fucking just production value it's it's like such an exceptional yeah. game it I really mean, is it's just an exceptional game yeah mitch has uh has gotten me interested people so. call it the dc universe online of shooters <laughs> wow <laughs> I'm like, unlike dc universe it doesn't look like it came out 10 years ago too uh uh so dmc will be available digitally as well for 60 dollars. angry birds trilogy is available for 40 dollars, or yes, approximately 37 dollars more than if you bought it on your iphone but it's uh, hd and has trophies that's true. There you go. Uh, on PSP, it will also be playable on Vita. I think it's Corpse Party, Book of Shadows for twenty dollars. We'll have a freelance review of that probably. We already are Scott Buttersworth. Cool. Butterworth. Uh, uh, on Vita, Wake Up Club, which is free, and you can buy DLC for it for twenty five cents. Uh, PS2 Classic Siren for ten dollars, the old horror game, and Disgaea: Hour of Darkness mm, uh, for nice. ten dollars. Uh, if you have PlayStation Plus, Darksiders is free, as well as Star Drone Extreme, which is a fun little Vita game that I reviewed a long time ago. Um, oh no, I'm sorry. Star Drone is is two dollars. Darksiders Dark is free. And Ryan Hess says Darksiders is an easy platinum for what it's worth. Mm, okay. Yeah, I got. I played Darksiders. I'm like, I like this game, and then I just never played it again. Uh, <laughs> and then, but just so you guys know, last chance. These are leaving on the 22nd, so download them now if you want them. Uh, the God of War Ascension beta will disappear on the 22nd. <laughs> Uh, NCAA Football 13 recent winners pack will the discount no uh, Tim Tebow the discount on Euphoria <laughs> will disappear um, and the most important one Final Fantasy Tactics The War of the Lions one of the greatest games of all time uh, which is free right now for uh, your Vita um, will disappear on the 22nd that is a must play mm. for any game yeah. fan just like Chrono Trigger Chrono Trigger is a must play yeah. I don't deny that Final Fantasy Tactics is much better than Seven Chrono Trigger don't fight each other yeah. uh, price changes no one cares about that <laughs> 
add-ons. Uh, Borderlands 2, Sir Hammerlocks, big game hunt for uh, $10. It's free if you have season pass. Far Cry 3 DLC is out. Gran Turismo 5 has free DLC. Corbett Stingray 24, uh, 2014, final prototype. Um, and that is basically, basically it. Okay. Great. We've already done Topic Louie. Let's do some reader mail before we wrap up the show. Sure. What do you say? Oh, real quick. Before no! You, before you do that. I know a lot of people <laughs> wrote, in, wrote in per my request oh, right. last week. I will get. I, we had a lot of responses. You uh, wanted to know I'm, about uh, ecosystems. You're right. I'm gonna, only I'll, play I'll, I'll on take care system. of all that next week. Okay. We have a little more time. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Phil wrote in. Phil says to beyond at IGN.com. He says, uh, there have been a few games this generation that just, probably due to poor marketing, did not sell well. But when you tell other gamers you've played them, you earn some sort of gamer cred. Valkyria Chronicles, Vanquish, Enslaved, Sleeping Dogs, and Spec Ops The Line are recent examples that come to mind. Because of how crazy Q1 and Q2 2013 is, I have a feeling one game is bound to join this club. Any guess on what it might be? Clements? I can, I can see his guess. No, all right, you don't guess anymore. Yeah, I will. Cool, five, you guess. Oh, God, out of stuff coming in, like, February and March? Yeah. Um, Anything in the first half, pretty much. Well, I mean, I think Nino Kuni is probably one of them. Um, I mean, hopefully that'll sell, but I... So what are, we, what are we explicitly asking here? Right now, he just guess a game, and then we're going to talk about other games that are going to be over. One there. of those games that, like, 10 years from now, people will be like, oh, my God, like, that game is amazing, but it's not going to, like, you yeah, know... 10 years or like, like, Gears of War and God of War are probably pretty safe bets on, on in terms of sales, whereas, like, uh, you know, something... So, like, a niche game that has, like, a core, like, a, a underground following. He guessed game. Fuse. He's guessing Fuse uh, is yeah, going to get lost Fuse. and not do yeah. anything. But I, he's, I uh, he's going a different route. I see. I think Fuse is going to get lost and no one's going to talk about it, and I think no one will talk about Fuse. I don't... He's saying that Fuse is going to be, like, a Vanquish, where, like, you're into talking oh, about it. I played, oh, oh, I played oh, okay. Fuse, and Fuse was awesome, but nobody bought it, like, Sleep dogs gotcha i don't think that's gonna happen yeah i don't know i i, I think fuse is gonna be very good because insomniac makes very good games i also think it's gonna be the reason they come back to playstation exclusivity mm-hmm. um because you know our people know them well enough to 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 buy their ratcheting clanks and their resistances but now that they're on the market for everything and their game's called fuse and they have boring box art and all that shit i think yeah. uh, uh i think that could be problematic for them and it's one of those games mitch likes i mean I, he talks nice about it i have it. no doubt that it's gonna be fine okay you know, and like, who doubt? Who really doubts that? You know, it's not a batter that it's about. I mean, I, market I, I don't. I doubt that it will be more than just a shooter. Like, I, I haven't. I read the, his preview of it. I was like, okay. I, I it wasn't like. Holy you don't think there's gonna I be like an insomniac je ne sais quoi about that game? Like full frontal assault. Uh no, I'm thinking more about like what what resistance did for shooters or what ratchet did for platformers. I do not think it'll be on. I don't think it'll be like resistance though. No. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just giving in to the fact that there's no marketing behind it or that the previews I just didn't, wasn't. I mean, I'm not a shooter guy either. Let's let's be honest. I'm not a big. Fan. Is one of you going to review it? I'm not because re- we could I, do I another bet about the score it gets. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, we could we could do a bet about it, but I don't. It's like I don't even. I don't. Even I have just it. really like pizza, and I like pizza being around. <laughs> so I try to encourage as many bets as possible. Right. I don't even have the I don't even have the the gusto about it to bet about it. Look, I'm just going to come clean. Pachis paid me a thousand dollars to make sure as many bets happen as possible. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have no doubt Fuse isn't going to sell. I have no doubt about that. But uh, uh, likewise, I have I have very little doubt that that game's going to be very good. Um, just based on the team that's making it, uh, you know. Uh, an amalgam of Ratchet and Clank guys and Resistance guys. I don't really know how you go wrong. I mean, I know you that. like playing games. You know, Brian Algeyer made that game. Brian Algeyer made fucking Ratchet and Clank. I really doubt that, you know, the pedigree of that, that studio is, you know, there are no games that they've made that are bad. Yeah. None. I know you like playing games alone, but the fact that it's like a co-op shooter is what excites me because that that's exactly what I want. Like, hmm. that that is, those are the words to get me interested. Co-op shooter. I'm interested. <laughs> I'll start. I'll start every beyond saying co-op shooter right before I click record. See, so be like on top of your game. I will say this about Fuse though. Yeah. That unlike Sony, which I think 
let and Insomniac do its thing and encourage them to do their thing, I think that it's very clear that EA got their hooks into this game. Um, change this, do that. Yeah. Because the visual style is completely different. They the, changed the, the name. name's different. Yeah, yeah. Like, the characters are different. Um, Maybe that pay, plays into me not knowing about it, is I just feel like the game doesn't have an identity anymore. Which yeah, is, EA we did talk a, about yeah. with the, I mean, the EA boxing. funded the game, so it wouldn't exist without them, but they did a major disservice, I think, to Insomniac by screwing with it. Okay. We'll I, think, I think people really thought that that game was special when it was shown. Comes out think, really soon. Yeah, I don't so. think people think that anymore. Well, no. I think we'll Ninukuni is a good one too. I yeah. think it's going to be underplayed for sure, and I think that definitely is going to be a game that people talk yeah. about. Like, holy crap, that was such an amazing experience, and not everybody plays it. I'm wondering how that game does because I've been hearing kind of anecdotal evidence about that game like skyrocketing on on Amazon recently. Really? Um, yeah, for pre-orders and stuff. But like isn't that. It, but isn't Amazon similar to iTunes? It's like you can be on top of there. It's not your total number. It's how you're burning at the moment. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm sure that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. otherwise things. And don't get me wrong; it totally deserves to be pre-ordered. No, no. no what, I, what was the last huge? J, what was the last huge JRPG? You think Final Fantasy Thirteen? Two. Uh, sure. I don't think well, two I don't think nearly two as was, big yeah. as the first one. Where, I mean, yeah, two was about half of one. Yeah. In terms okay. of sales. Yeah. And I think before that, <laughs> Blue Dragon. I mean, there have. I mean, you were, wow. just, you were just talking about this. Like this gen, there really haven't been that many. No, it's not. I mean, Eternal Sonata didn't sell. I was having like a, a, a kind of a back and forth on, with someone on Twitter where they were like, "I can name all of these great JRPGs from this generation," and I'm like, "Go ahead, yeah. Man. You better not say fucking White Knight Chronicles. You better not say, you know, what if you said Trinity White Knight Universe? Too? Huh? What if you said White Knight Chronicles? Too? I haven't played that. It's supposed to be a lot better. Okay. Um, there are like a handful of great JRPGs this generation, no doubt. Star Ocean, I think, was supposed to be really good. Um. The Eternal Tales, Sonata the Tales really games, is great. Eternal Sonata was yeah. awesome. Blue Dragon was supposed to be really, uh, really good. Um, what was that other Xbox RPG that was supposed to be excellent? Uh, Enchanted Arms. Not Enchanted no, Arms. Enchanted the last, last story. Yeah, no, not no, well. The last story in Xenoblade. Yeah, we're supposed to be really good. Um, but there's an Xbox, an old Xbox game, um, Xbox 360 game. But it was on like three discs. Eternal Sonata was the one with the dog smoking the pipe, right? That get us. No, that was another. No. That was Eternal Tales Sonata game. was the one where it's like Frederick Tristan's dream. Tales. What's the Mozart one? No, that's, that's, that's Eternal Sonata. Okay. Yeah, Chopin. Yeah. You're thinking of a Tales game. But Tales of, yeah, I forgot which Tales game. Tales of Vesperia. Dog. Vesperia. That's it. There you go. Let's go. Um, God, I can't think of that. I any. Dream of Genie. The last. No, that would be like. Oh, Lost Odyssey. That's what I'm thinking of. Okay. Lost Odyssey. Yeah. That was supposed to be excellent. I know, yeah, I never played that, but that was supposed to be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I have no idea what that game is about. But I mean, like, that's like, that's, if that's like all you can name in the last seven years, that's a problem because you can name twice that many games from 1999 that were excellent in the genre. So it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Go Farm, anything else you think is going to get overlooked here in the first half? In the, in the, oh, in, in the first half of the year. Um, I mean, I think Crisis 3 is not going to sell anywhere near as well as like all the other shooters coming out right around it. But, There's an easier um, way to look at this. Okay. Mm. Here are the games that will not get overlooked. Here are the yeah. games that are going to stand out. Yeah. God of War will do fine. Last Gears of the War. Last of Us will do fine. Gears of War will do Bioshock. fine. Grand Theft Auto and Bioshock. That's basically it. Everything else in there is like up for grabs. Oh, I dude. Ar- not that it's going to be a great game that's remembered, but in terms of a game that's not going to sell Army of Two coming um, out at the end of February, like... There's no way that... I really like, love the first one, man. That's I, just yeah. buried between other games. I, I mean, they're lucky that Bioshock You and Mike moved. Thompson. I think Army 2 is awesome. Mike Thompson yeah. loves the first two Army 2 games. I didn't play the and, second one. And uh, Hayes. Okay. He loves Hayes. <laughs> Hayes was a cool idea. Um, Army 2 Devil's Cartel might be amazing for all I know, but I just can't imagine it, it's coming out at a good time. Okay. But we'll see. I'm telling you, those are the five games that are like surefire, like critical or commercial hits, and um, maybe not critical. Also, if THQ games don't get delayed after everything going on next week, um, you know, Metro and Company of Heroes and maybe even South Park, you know, we'll see. But uh, 
could also get buried. Okay. I'll tell you one game that I think's in trouble, by the way, Sly Cooper. Yeah. That's another one coming out. It just it's like yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean that's that is one of the things we're talking about with Vote with Your Wallet, right? Sly Cooper is one of the most popular games on IGN and they're bringing it out at a $40 price point for a cross-buy game. Uh it's it sounds like a slam dunk, right? Like but how what's the a marketing behind that? Games but, like exactly, what's the and, marketing and behind that? Thing. How many people know about that? Don't forget that there are people who buy one game a month. And I mean, at, like at best, you know, and yeah. so like if, if if it's a month where God of War and Gears of War are coming out like that eliminates so many other games. Sure. Not to mention Dead Space 3. I mean, like there are <sighs> Dead Space 3. Is I, I think yeah, I, I think Dead Space 3 is not going to sell. Yeah, no, totally. And they already said they need to fight. Yeah, like, I mean, sells five million just, copies. They'll be a Dead yeah, Space. Like, imagine, All right, no more Dead Space. I really can't remember a time when there were this many big games clustered together. Like, it, it's crazy. I mean, Splinter Cell, uh, IGN announced today that it's moving to August. And like that, you know, that's a problem for a billion other reasons if they're going to be next gen consoles and stuff. But at least it's out of the fray because they were originally saying late March for that. And yeah. that's like right against Bioshock and all these other games. And I mean, we, we forget that GTA 5 doesn't have a release date. As soon as they announce, everything's going to scatter. I'm sure, like, if, if that ends up being late April, early May, like, that, that affects a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, th- this first quarter of this year is going to be really interesting because there are going to be a lot of games that seem like surefire hits that just aren't. So All we'll right. see. None of these other co- – these that was a good conversation. None of these other topics will have any conversation. Those topics are no such legend. legend. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a podcast beyond episode 275. Remember to be part of the show beyond at IGN.com. Please download it whenever we post it every week. Usually it's Tuesdays. If it slips to Wednesdays, don't don't get don't yell at us. We try. Yeah, exactly. You hurt Goldfarb's feelings. <laughs> Remember, uh, it's a product of IGN.com, so come to IGN.com and read the articles. Click on the videos. Leave a comment. Then follow us all on Twitter. IGN is IGN. I'm Game Over Greggy. Ryan is Poam Cider. Andrew Goldfarb is Garfep. No taxation is Colin Moriarty. Powerhouse, take me home. Sounds good, man. We uh, end every show with a song, which is what we're going to do today. But I would like to point out before the, we do end the show is that uh, for the entire episode of Beyond, <laughs> Goldfarb has been slowly annotating this email yeah. that I printed out. <laughs> the the only uh, one you need to read is this one. Okay, got it. So I'll get to that maybe when I get yeah. to that section yeah. of the email. This email comes uh, by way of Kevin James. Kevin James sent us King, King of Queens. King of Queens? Yeah, oh, exactly. let's just get to that now. Read exactly what I wrote. Uh, and the annotation that Goldfarb has placed next to Kevin James' signature is, isn't this the name of the guy from King of Queens and Paul Blurt Malcott? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, this is Kevin writes, uh, as 2013 begins with promises to be, an, oh, sorry, what promises to be a year of significant change, a horde of quality AAA games, and endless excitement for the PlayStation community, I come to you via email to su- submit a song for this show this week. Locked Up by Boston's The Susan Constant is a song I had the privilege of directing a music video for recently and have it thoroughly stuck in my head ever since. It's pretty damn catchy, etc., etc. You can find Susan Constant on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash the Susan Constant. It's a very interesting name. The Susan isn't it? Constant experience. <laughs> when I hear the name Susan, I think of George Costanza's wife. Yeah. The very first thing that pops in my head. The late Susan. This yeah. is, uh, so, and Kevin says, keep up the honest love and criticisms of the world of PlayStation, guys. Thank you very much, Kevin James. Just such a big fan of your work. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's in so, a UFC movie where he lost a bunch of weight and he's dating Salma Hayek. Yeah, right. How did that do? It's because that's every, it's just like a show. Like yeah. Every, Wait, every, every, what was the movie he was with, with Adam Sandler where he was like, he was Chuck, a fireman. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Yeah, I yeah. watched that on TV once. That was a good uh, one. 
That was actually a really funny. <laughs> Did movie. you? How, your father was a firefighter. Yes. Retired now. Yeah. Was it like how? Yeah, exa- no, that was not where I was going with it. How? Yeah. How realistic was it? Did you, did you find a lot of inaccuracies? Yeah, there's quite a few inaccuracies. <laughs> did they, they, they were throwing buckets of water on fire. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's, not that's, that's not how they do it. No, the the, the um yeah, my dad was an FDNY firefighter, and uh, there was some uh some accuracy in that movie, but not much. Okay, I will say. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I have to say about Chuck and Larry. Uh, thanks, gentlemen. So thanks, and thanks, Kevin James. Here's <laughs> here's locked up by the Susan Constant Beyond. 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 Beyond.